Forte Florenzi, eccolo il cross tagliato di testa che da go! Il magnifico! Il magnifico! Il magnifico rettore! Live! Entertainment capital of the world. What a strike! What a goal! What a comeback! What a game! There are no words to describe it! It's the TC Martin Show. Léger hors jeu, mais cette fois-ci, il n'y en a pas pour Marco Reus. Très fort devant le but! Prescription from the doctor, T.C. Martin. Largo, Pifio. Messi la tiene, Messi, Messi, Messi. Ahí está, Iniesta. Gol! 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 Cerebro! Cerebro! Cerebro, Iniesta! The doctor is now in. Hour number two on this Wednesday. Glad to have you with us. T.C. Martin, Ballpark Frank. And I'm Chuck on the other side of the glass. I want to thank Steve Sachs for joining us. Hour one, talking a little, and I say a little, Major League Baseball. A lot of music. And uh, yes, the uh, the breaking news, uh, Friday, we are switching it up a little bit. We're going all music. And you know how important music is in my life, personally, professionally, and uh, how much we incorporate music into this show. And we're doing music. So Friday is it. It's our music show. It's going to be the T.C. Martin Show Song Fest. Call it whatever you want. Come up with an official name or whatever. And uh, we've got uh, some of our favorite songs that we're going to be playing. And our guests want in on this. Our regular guests that uh, you hear from. And they're going to have their favorite songs. And they're going to introduce their favorite songs. So Friday's going to be a lot of fun. It came out, you know, we had, we've been talking about this throwing around for the last couple of weeks. Eh, let's find a day before football season starts. Seems like we've been talking you about know. it for months, like way yeah. back when we yeah. came up with the idea and yeah. thought it was one of those things that you talk about in the hallways but never is going to get done or whatever. And, yeah. and you can tell, it, first off, it's going to, I have a feeling it's going to be incredibly eclectic. And you can tell that it's not just your tunes or not just my tunes. If it was your tunes, it'd be the Friday Funk or something like yeah, that. But yeah, um, yeah. but that's Even though probably I, not. Gotta remember, no, 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 no. I, I, and I know you like other yes. stuff, but yeah. no. But you, but you're like, right. You know, just you're like right. you know. I yeah. mean, like that's you my know, go-to. I I probably will not put it on my list, but um, I'm a big fan of some Beethoven and Mozart and stuff <laughs> like that. But uh, I'm probably not going to do something like that on Friday's show. And here's what I'm going to rule out too, because one of our guests, and again, I'm not going to uh, say who's. Come on, but several guys. Not throwing them I, I under the bus. Yeah. But uh, they did say, one of our guests, who will be appearing on, on Friday, says, you know what? He goes, I don't really want to go with a ballad because I don't think that would go over too well. And I'm, so I'm putting this out there right now. There's no ballads. Ballads are off the table. Two hours. It's all up-tempo. No ballads. So if you got a ballad in yours, because you and I are talking about eliminating because 
We've got so many guests that want to participate, and we're going to do that. And really, this has turned into like serial madness. Now, did you put that in the text? Because those people that are putting there saying, I mean, you just had sex, sex talking about ambrosia had, and everything we, we had, else. We had, out what? There. we had what? You just had them talking about ambrosia and the DeFranco family and things like that. Yeah. So, but those are those are upbeat songs for the most part that we were just talking about. Some of them about. are. Yeah, so I, I, mean, I say ballad. I'm not job. that familiar with yeah. a lot of their. There stuff, will be admit. no Morris Albert and feelings. All right, that's getting stricken from the record. Well, good. Yeah, there you go. So I know you're trying to trim your list already. So there it is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so no ballads. Okay. Yeah, because we don't put people to sleep. Even though ballads are great. I love ballads. It has a time and a place. If we're doing a nighttime show, an overnight, okay, we'll throw some ballads in there. But, yeah, we're going to go up-tempo. And, again, the song selection for the guests, as well as you and I as well, too, is... Songs that are meaningful to you. That means something. Yeah, that, that means that, something. That have a connection. Have a connection that means something to you. And, of course, I think that's what music is all about anyway. And it doesn't necessarily have to have a sports tie. Because a lot of people think, oh, okay, does it have to be sports? And they go, no, it's just whatever your go-to song is that makes you feel good. And, of course, everyone has more than one. I mean, a lot of people have up to 100. But we're asking all the guests, and you and I are going to trim it to about three or four. And uh, depending on how many guests that, that participate, but right now it looks like it's going to be two hours uh, lock full of, of a lot of jamming. And It'll by eliminating good. ballads, you are taking away a lot of, uh, you know, meaningful, maybe first experience type songs for some people and stuff like that. That might have been very meaningful in oh, the day. Oh, so making baby music? Is that what you're talking about? You know, you know <laughs> getting busy. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know of a lot of people that, you know, their first times were too, uh, you know, Metallica or something like that. But then again, I don't know. Yeah, I remember one time I was watching, uh, I think it was the old Johnny Carson show, and he had Frank Sinatra on, and he basically looked at me and he said, what do you play when you have a woman over? Right. <laughs> <laughs> there will be none of this on Friday. Get rid of this right now. Oh, this, is my, uh, this isn't my German song. Is this the intro of the German song? Hey, I got a German song that I've never really heard. I've only heard like the chorus, but I think th- this is it. Yeah, they play some Bundesliga matches. Yeah, this isn't making. This, is, this isn't making. Yeah, maybe you should uh, get rid of this one for now and bring it back for Oktoberfest <laughs> yeah, or something. Exactly. <laughs> and again, if you're gonna play, if that's the song that I think it is, I'm not even sure that's the song it was. You play the the, the chorus. That is not the song that I was talking about. Play Du Hast. Yeah. Rammstein, Du Hast. Der TC Ka- doesn't know Du Hast. Play Du Hast. Now, that is not a ballad. <laughs> okay. I, I know uh, I know Kraftwerk, a German song, of course. Uh, it, was, it was great in the 80s, as well as Der Kommissar. Yeah. Don't turn around. Uh-oh. You remember that song, Der Kommissar. Yeah. Not yeah, really that much. Yeah, Not really that yeah, much. Yeah, I remember it's, it's every right. Christmas in grade school, we had to sing Old Town and Bone. Yeah. <laughs> that's about what I remember. <laughs> that's a, uh, all right. So anyway, Friday, that's what's happening. So be prepared. Tell a friend. Uh, enjoy. And we'll even take some listener requests uh, as well, too, if we can uh, squeeze them in. I'm always curious what you might our listeners' go to song is. Yeah, you might want to have them text you or send well, it via on Twitter, email or on Twitter, Twitter or something like that. At so. TC Martin 21. Because yeah. the phones are going to be kind of busy. Yeah. Numchuck might have carpal tunnel by the I'm end. I'm just of the saying day. now, you know, you can hit us on TC Martin 21, your, your go to song. Go back to your childhood and go back to your uh, go to non ballad song. Non ballad. You like that? I mean, again, I like ballads. I'm just thinking because we're going to be pressed for time. 
And, and I know you guys were... And you don't want the at, buzzkill. You don't want the buzzkill feel You don't want the buzzkill. Exactly. Right, right, right. It's just like, you know, when you're doing a mix show. I mean, you got the mix. You got the beat going. You you, you want to go nonstop. Yeah, if you have something really upbeat followed yeah. by a, bill, a ballad yes. in the business that's yeah. known as a train wreck. Yes, exactly. So, again, uh, we've had this idea... Uh, put it together just within the last 24 hours. It's happening. Oh, another thing we're going to do, too, since we're, we're working on the fly here. We're going commercial-free on Friday, too. There it is. I like that. Commercial-free. Yeah, because, like I said, we, we want to jam for two hours or you're a rock out. We're going to do it for, for two hours. And it'd be nice, like, you know, maybe Freddy's in some place like that. Maybe they'll chime in with something. And we, yep. hey, here's, you know, yep. if you're in, in Freddy's right now yep. enjoying that new jalapeno burger... <laughs> You know, here's Freddie's favorite tune. There it is. Which probably will yeah. not be Freddie's Dead. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it could be one of mine, though. <laughs> we'll have Curtis Mayfield and Freddie's Dead. There you go. See? There you go. All right. And really, for two guys, and I'm going to say this, for two guys that are probably on the surface, I'm going to say on the surface, totally opposite in their musical genres and what it would be in our top 10 playlists. And you and I have talked about this before, and we're probably not that far off, but I think, you know, just on the surface, we are. We're going to do a music show, and we're going to collaborate, and we're actually going to, I think, appreciate and cross over extremely well. And you can't, that can't be said for most people, because you and I are, you know, we're 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 different. We're different cats. Well, our main go-to short list of stuff that we listen to all the time is probably quite different. Yes. But there's a you lot of crossover saying, and similarity yeah. that it's yeah. like, yeah, okay, that might not be in my top ten, but it's definitely something that I enjoy yeah. or or like. But that, that's the so. thing for so people that are thinking that you know our listeners that just have a you know an idea of us or they know us you know via the radio or personally or whatever they're thinking oh. I mean, TC and Ballpark, yeah, they're, they're, they're way, way off as far as musical tastes because they've, they've heard us talk and, you know, yeah. you know, when you do your shows, your bumper music has been different than my bumper music. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But, and, and, in, and in all honesty, yeah. right now, I can honestly say I have no idea what songs are going to be on my list uh, right. because I have so many out there that I'm looking at and going, man, I, I mean... Okay, there's a connection here in it, but but I have connection with so, and right. I think the older you get, too, the more connections right. you have. And then you look at some. Do I want to go back to? It's like, oh, this meant a lot to me in high school, or this meant something in this stage, or whatever. I mean, there's so many different stages of life and everything else. It's really not an easy thing to do. Right. Like when people always say, "Who's your favorite band? Who? What's your favorite song? What's your?" I don't know. What day is it? And what mood am I right. in? And that's why I'm not asking you to conform. To my likings or the show, right? I, I want it to be just like our guests. I want it to be yeah. what makes them tick. Yeah, and, and, and part of me too is like, should I throw one or two in there that people go, I never saw Frank listening to this and liking it that much. Yeah, because there are some of those that do mean that much to me that people probably wouldn't know that I have in my collection. Okay, I, I need to make a disclaimer here. I need to make a disclaimer because uh, the. The requests are already coming in from our guests, and there is one song that just hit me here as I'm looking at some of the ones that have, have already come in. It's a ballad. It, it's a ballad. Yeah, it's a ballad. And, and I, we have to play this because it's, it, it's a classic, and it means a lot to our guest. And it actually kind of means a, little, a lot to me as well, too. So maybe I shouldn't rule out the ballads. I, think pe- I don't think people will go with the ballads, but with... Certain songs, there's some, you know, 
some meaning. How about yeah. this? If you're going to choose a ballad, try to have it be a ballad with a little bit more upbeat thing or something. Yeah. You know, because, yeah. you know, there's some very slow, sappy, yeah. wah, wah, wah right. ballads. Right. And then there's some that are like, you know, they still have a beat to it. They still have something like this. And there's, you know, maybe a little guitar riff or something else in there mm-hmm. that makes it yeah. like, okay, not your typical, right. just sappy, right. go to sleep ballad. And this one is not that. And this one song is a classic and it's, I believe, less than two minutes, too. So we're okay with that. Okay. <laughs> so that would be the quickie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can kind of tell you it's a little bit of an older song as well, too. So, yeah. Oh, yes, and we do need radio-friendly songs as well, too. Oh, man. That goes <laughs> well, maybe, half my list. Well, maybe not. So I can't play Sons and Roses Get in the Ring? You know, I'd say... I, I'm fine. I'm fine. You know, if we don't get Kind of leaves off Nine Inch listen, Nails, doesn't it? Listen... <laughs> If we're not back on Monday to do the show, you know what happened. We'll just say that. <laughs> well, you know, and maybe, maybe we won't be gone, but we could be suspended. That's true. That's true. <laughs> or if we're playing French soccer, we could be abandoned. There yeah. 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 <laughs> the show could be we're on abandonment. Can walk out the door and people are going to be throwing water bottles at us. There you go. <laughs> I think this will be a lot of fun on Friday. So be prepared again. Friday, music show, song fest, T.C. Martin Show song fest. Looking forward to that. Yeah. And I'm, I'm looking what forward to Numbjuck having to put this all together because oh, I don't think listen, I've ever seen okay, somebody's. I don't, I'm telling you, he's not putting it all together. I think I'm doing the majority of the work Well, but here. he's got to find this stuff, and he's got to make sure that it plays He's got to right. find it, but I think I've got to be the one that actually has to, well, you know, I'm dealing with the guests. And then I got to fine tune, you know, when this is going to work and map it out and do an order. Yeah. So, no, he's got he's, he's got a lot on his shoulders. But but every day but. you basically say, well, he's pushing some of the buttons right some of the times. Yeah. He's going to be pushing more buttons than he ever has in one day. That's good. It's about time this guy earns his paycheck. <laughs> 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 oh, jeez. We're not going to tell people what you make. I mean, come on. That's you know. Gee, is Numchuck get to pick a song? I was thinking about that, but. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, probably should let him pick a song. Does that mean we have to open the microphone for him again? Well, no, we don't have to. No, he's part of the show. So I mean, he's already been on the air twice today. We'll get him one. But That's two times more than yeah. he has been in the last year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's uh, Friday. Looking, looking forward to this. I don't know whose fault this is. I think it was Numchuck's idea. Well, I wouldn't say fault right now. No, it's good. No, it's right it, it's now. You say whose idea it is, yeah. and then Friday, if it doesn't work, then you say no, fault. It'll work. Everything we do, like I said, it's just like we. Ba- it's like serial madness was a great idea. It's like okay, let's take a deep breath. Is this something really want to to tackle? Tackled it, and it went over like gangbusters. So, and this is going to be the same way. Yeah, and I got a feeling that this probably won't be the first time that we do this as well. You mean uh, the last time? Yeah, it won't be. Because you said that you. it probably yeah. won't be the first time. Yeah. yeah. Well, definitely. <laughs> you, you're already stressing about yeah. Friday Thank putting you. this all Thank together, you. aren't you? I just want to know if you're going to be doing any, like, Munsters theme songs or something like that. Because those aren't ballads. Can you can no. you use, like, a TV show theme? You, you could do whatever tricks your trigger. You can. Yeah. You as, long you as, it, as long as there's alternative, safe-for-radio lyrics. Yeah. Yeah, well, every like TV if show I was going to play Pretty Reckless, I would have to play Messed yeah. Up World See, your mind, instead of the original yeah. effed up world. Yes. <laughs> you, you see, your mind already is going with the uh, non-radio friendly versions already. So, yeah, yeah, you're the one we need to watch out for with that. 
you know, because because I listened to I was actually listening to some of the, I was listening to an Everlast song, and there's there's a song of his that I really like, but there's lyrics that would definitely not be appropriate. Yeah, yeah. again, we're we're doing radio. It, it, if we're if we're playing, uh, you know, if we were on a music station, we'd have to obli- uh, oblige by the FCC rules. That's what we're doing, and we have to do that here in a talk format. So no, it's so if we were doing the TC channel on Sirius, we could play whatever we want. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got your ballads right here. There you go, man. <laughs> NFL. We talked a little bit about the Bears naming Andy Dalton the starter over Justin Fields yesterday. Well, more news coming out uh, today with teams finally locking in who their starting quarterbacks are going to be for week one of the regular season. And uh, we go back to that, uh, the Bears thing. Now that you've had some time to, to marinate with Andy Dalton being the starter uh, over Justin Fields, how confident do you feel opening day, Andy Dalton, the red-headed rifleman, running your team behind that pathetic offensive line? <laughs> I told you right off the bat I don't like Andy Dalton yeah. there. I would have rather kept Trubisky, who already knows the offense and actually played well last year, instead of letting him go to Buffalo and be a backup for Josh Allen. If Fields is a quarterback of the future, we'll find out. I still don't know that he is. I still have some questions about him. He's athletic and he does a lot of things, but Ohio State quarterbacks haven't exactly been super successful in the NFL overall. So I'm in a wait-and-see uh, and pattern. But Andy Dalton... I, I never liked him as the quarterback of the Bears, giving him all that money. And I don't know how you even expect the team to play behind him when they're going to be playing for Andy Dalton this week and then maybe Fields the next because they're completely different types of quarterbacks. Okay, this guy is a statue who can't move at all, so we got to do this. Oh, wait, now this guy's going to be wanting to roll out and do everything else out there. I don't even think it's the right guy for Fields to be training under and watching him in practice in that. Yeah, he's a pro and he's played a lot of years, but they're completely different types of players out there. I am not sold on Andy Dalton. I don't think the Bears are going to have a great year. If they want to get Fields some time on the sideline to check out the game in that, I understand that. If they want to throw him in right away, they can do that as well. But how confident am I in Andy Dalton? Zero. Okay, I'm going to say this too, that, and just to clarify, uh, I don't consider Justin Fields you know, an Ohio State quarterback. Yes, he went to Ohio State and he played there last year, but this guy was a transfer, obviously from Georgia. Uh, left college early. And he went to Ohio State, but yeah, was he an Ohio State recruit? No, whatever. So I think kind of throw that out the window. I go back to when this guy was at Georgia. He wasn't good enough to beat two other guys for the job. Hence, that's why he transferred to Ohio State. And I still don't know how good this guy is. And he got to go in a golden situation at Ohio State where he had a mammoth offensive line, an All-American offensive line, a darn good defense, great running backs, all-American wide receivers and everything, he was put into a dynamite situation. Now he's with one of the worst teams in the National Football League, arguably the worst offensive line. So, And I, and I understand why Matt Nagy wants to be a little bit careful. But here's the thing. It's just like Mitch Trubisky. When he came out of North Carolina, nobody knew how good this guy was. I, I was saying at that point, I go, this guy's played one year of college football. He played in the ACC. Be it at North Carolina, how good is this guy? He's not ready for the NFL. I don't think Justin Fields, Justin Fields is ready for the NFL. I don't think Trey Lance with the 49ers is ready for the NFL. Trevor Lawrence, he played several years at Clemson. 
even though he was hurt for a good portion of last year, even had some COVID to deal with, he goes to a horrendous team in Jacksonville. I don't think he's ready right now. So all these quarterbacks that we're talking about, and let's throw Zach Wilson in there as well too. Zach Wilson, a little bit older because he went to BYU, went on a mission, but again, with a horrendous team in the New York Jets. I don't see any of these guys doing well. I see one guy doing well, and that's Mac Jones of the young quarterbacks because this guy sat behind Jalen Hurts, sat behind Tua, played for Nick Saban, played in an NFL-ready system. Doesn't matter what position that you play at Alabama, offense, defense, any position. You are going to be ready for the National Football League, and we are seeing Mac Jones looking very, very good during training camp and preseason, and we'll see what happens with Cam Newton. But, yeah, I to me, you could put Justin Fields there for Chicago. You could put Andy Dalton there. I really don't think it, it matters, and I think, yeah, that Nagy's going to have a quick hook, and Dalton, even if he plays semi-decent, they're not going to stick with him, and the history shows that he did that last year with Trubisky. Well, yeah, and, and again, Trubisky had his best year he ever had last year. I, I thought they were going to try to find a way to keep him, and then for him to go to a job, and well, I have to admit this Four too. games, right? Yeah. Four I, games. I, I was surprised that he went and didn't try to go to a team where he would at least compete for a starting quarterback job. He basically said, yeah, I'm, I'm an NFL backup. And if that's what he wants to be in, he's still getting the paycheck and that that's fine, but I lost a little bit of confidence and faith in him there because it seems like he's kind of given up on his career a little bit to me. But yeah, with Justin Fields, I'm not going to hold it against him that he transferred. Maybe the coaching staff didn't like him. Maybe he didn't fit in there with their offense or something like that. I mean, Joe Burrow went to Ohio State and went down to LSU, so sometimes you're just in a situation where maybe the coaches are the ones that don't see how good you are or the situation isn't right or whatever. He he needed to leave because he was too far down the depth chart. He wasn't going to get a chance to Right. right, and that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Sometimes you need a change of venue just to get that opportunity to show people yeah. what you can do. But with Justin Fields, I see a guy who's incredibly athletic, who does a lot of really good things, but I still see a guy that sometimes is inaccurate with the ball, sometimes a little bit careless with the ball and can turn it over or do something wrong at the at the wrong time. And the one thing that scares me the most about Justin Fields, I love when he runs and he picks up first downs and he does stuff. He also leaves himself susceptible to some big hits. We saw it last week in the Buffalo game. I saw it at Ohio State against some teams. And if your quarterback is going to leave himself open for those kind of hits sometimes in the NFL, that means there could be injuries and other things out there. Yeah, maybe some guys don't like the guy that runs out of bounds all the time. If I got a, a quarterback that's a franchise quarterback, I'd rather have him run out of bounds and get a yard or two less. Jacksonville officially names Trevor Lawrence as their starting quarterback, so he beats out Gardner Minshew. Uh, You look at Lawrence's stats during the course of the preseason, 20 for 32, 184 yards. That was against Cleveland and New Orleans. Uh, But here's the big thing. Six drives that he led this team with the number one starters, three points. And, again, it's hard to judge anything in the preseason. You know, say, oh, 20 for 32, 184, you just don't know. But what I did notice, and this is what points out to this, six drives for three points, Urban Meyer was ultra-conservative with his play calling, his approach. And if he's going to go that way into the season opener for Jacksonville, I mean, Trevor Lawrence is going to be a, a punching bag himself. He could be a, a blocking dummy. I mean, this, this, I don't see this you know, going well. So you got that situation. Denver finally decided to name their store starting quarterback as well, too, on the same day. They go, they're going with Teddy Bridgewater over Drew Locke. 
And uh, when you look at uh, Teddy uh, Bridgewater, uh, is his third team in three seasons. Four and eleven, he was with Carolina as a starter two years ago. Five and zero last year with the Saints when he filled in for Drew Brees. Then he was summoned back to the bench. Uh, Drew Locke, you know, I know we talked to Mike Pritchard, you know, last week, and Mike said he liked him, you know, with Denver, but. Again, he was last in the NFL interceptions, had 15 interceptions, last in completion percentage last season. And uh, as a starter, uh, Drew Locke, 32-48 and 48 since uh, Peyton Man- Well, actually, not him, but uh, uh, the Broncos as a team, 32-48 and 48 since Peyton Manning retired. Yeah, and, and, and the thing is, you know, you're looking at that and you're bringing up some of the preseason numbers in that. I'm sorry, but I put nothing into preseason stats because they mean nothing. I mean, I've heard some people totally talking agree. saying totally that, agree. you know, oh, the Raiders keep on playing Peterman and he's taking every snap in the preseason games because they're hoping that he's going to be good enough to be the backup for Carr because then they can trade Mariota and try to get something for him because they don't want to pay his contract and things like that. Maybe that's their plan. Maybe it's not. But I do know that Gruden's been around the game long enough that he also knows that these preseason stats, they're nice to look at. You know, first off, they haven't exactly lit it up. Yeah, they've got some wins, but because towards the end of the game when they're getting that game-winning drive, he's the quarterback that's played the whole game. He's got a rhythm going a little bit, and now he's playing the third and fourth stringers and guys that are going to be cut, and we're going from 85 down to 80, down to this, down to I mean, it's like, yeah. The stats are nice, and you can only compete against the people on the field with you. But how many times have we seen it where a guy looks like a potential Hall of Famer in a preseason game, and he can never hit the field, and if he does, he's horrible. Yeah, and again, in, in those are, are stats and stuff that they look at, but more importantly what they're looking at is like the command that they have in the huddle. And this is why Drew Locke lost the job. Because Vic Fangio said this. He goes, when we chose Teddy Bridgewater over Drew Locke, Locke did not seem to have the command in the huddle. He had problems at the line of scrimmage. He had problems, you know, checking off. And those are the things that you look up. Okay, when you get in that huddle, game day, you're in there on third and four, third and nine. It's like, what kind of command do you have? What is your presence? Are you exuding confidence to your teammates can you be able to to check out of something? Those are the things. Like you said, stats go right out the window. And we're not sure any of these guys have that because none of these guys that we're talking about have any experience in these situations yet. Absolutely. And when you talk about that, too, you can call it command. You can call it composure. You can call it whatever. You know, we've all heard the stories about Joe Montana being in there and looking, going, we're marching down the field and we're winning this game. Yep. And there's been other guys like that as well. And then you look at guys like a Jay Cutler, who had one of the greatest arms in football history, but he had a 10-cent brain. He was arguing with his lineman. He was doing this, that, and the other stuff. You have to be on the same page. You've got to be the general, but you've got to go to battle with the guys. If you're battling your guys, that's a really, really bad recipe for success. All right. Still not settled. New Orleans, Jameis Winston or Taysom Hill. San Francisco, more than likely, it's going to be Jimmy Garoppolo over Trey Lance, but they're leaving that door open a little bit. Philadelphia, you still got Jalen Hurts or Joe Flacco. Uh, we think it's going to be Jalen Hurts. You know, we don't know. But uh, we'll, we'll see how this all shakes out. All right, we come back, and Nick Bogdanovich is going to join us, the uh, sportsbook director over at the William Hill Properties. We talk... Uh, preseason football, the final week here. Look ahead to what is on the betting board for week number one. That and a whole lot more coming your way here on a Wild Wednesday. 
Back to more nonstop sports talk with the Dr. T.C. Martin. All right, looking forward to getting back on our Friday home at the Cosmopolitan of Las Vegas, the William Hill Sportsbook. We'll be out there week number one. Oh, yes, always fun, always great with our, uh, with our guests, our best bet segment, all that coming your way in just a couple weeks back at uh, one of the finest sportsbooks in the land, the Cosmopolitan of Las Vegas. So would you say Friday at the uh, Cosmopolitan and the William Hill Sportsbook is music to your ears? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Not to mention uh, the food and everything else that, that goes along with it. There you go. Speaking of which, our, our good friend Nick Bogdanovich, the uh, Director of Race and Sports with the William Hill Properties. Nick, what is happening, my friend? Nothing, buddy. Just... Uh... Ticking down time till football. Just watched a kid throw a no hitter on the Little League World Series. So uh, all good. Was there action on that, Nick? I wish. I wish, <laughs> but no. It's one of those things where it's not uh, approved. But right, right. Uh, it, the, the kid's amazing. He's given up one hit in 132 batters. Think about that. One hit right. in 132 batters. And elaborate for that for our, our, our listeners who may not be familiar with that. That was uh, uh, which which team was that? for south dakota they beat the the southern california team which the southern california team is always one of the best in the in the world they just obviously the 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 little league programs down there are dominant but there's this kid this lefty for south dakota he's he threw four no hitters back there in the little league world series given that he's you know he gets every single batter out like i said he's given up one hit in 132 batters they play six inning games so they just beat him one nothing to advance to the championship so it's pretty exciting uh, you know, Little League World Series draws huge ratings. Uh, the four, the the the, the world teams aren't there this year, which you know some really good teams are there. But so just the American teams are competing. Yep. So I guess you would say that kid is on the Mount Rushmore of Dakota Little oh. League baseball. <laughs> there you go. You knew that yeah, was coming. Yeah, by himself. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how's baseball been uh, treating the book so far, Nick? Uh, it's been a little rough. I mean. This time of the year, the favorites tend to roll in yep. pretty good. So if we can get one dog a day to knock down some key parlays, uh, that'll work. I mean, it's, you know, the prices are real high. I mean, the good teams are grinding toward the playoffs. The bad teams have quit and are looking at young players or traded all their other players to good teams for something down the road. So, yeah, booking baseball in August, in August September is never really fun. But yeah. it's okay. Football's almost here. Well, here's the thing, too, is that you know most sharp guys do not dive into parlays. Are you seeing some large bets come in, either from sharp players or just the the Joe Q public that are taking you know like the Astros today at minus two fifty and parlaying them with the Dodgers? Are you seeing a lot of two or three team parlays for a lot of money here in these dog days? Yeah, but probably not from Sharps. Right. Uh, if Sharps can't get the number they want, they, they won't. And now, they'll bet parlays on parlay cards when numbers drift off two or three points or some correlated variety. But for the most part, uh, the Sharps tend to stay away from the parlays. So when you see you know a, a parlay come in like that, say where you've got, say, two – uh, you know, two forty favorites or two dollar favorite, two fifty favorite, or whatever. Is, is that one that you say, hey, you know, bring it on because it's still a parlay, or are you saying, you know, man, we, you know, you've got an upper echelon team against a bunch of minor leaguers? Yeah, we just bring it on. Uh, we just throw it in the drawer and away you go. That you know, that's our everyday customer. Sure. We we'll never, never ever turn anything down from them. So 
whatever, you know, if they win, they win, they lose, they lose. The way we look at it, it's a marathon, not a sprint. So if they have extra bullets, they have extra bullets. But, you know, I think at the end of the year, we'll be okay. What is the threshold of that, though, too, where you look at like, okay, and again, I'll just use the game just that's fresh off of memory here, the Astros and the Royals, even though the Royals have, 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 have came through and upset, uh, you know, the Astros, on, you know, last week they did in Kansas City and they, and they did at the beginning of uh, this homestand for Houston. But when you see, uh, you know, a, a line, okay, 240, 250, you got McCullers, you got Grinky going, you know, you know, one of their guys or Valdez. I mean, do you do you say okay, maybe we could push this up to three dollars? Or when you get a Dodger situation with Walker Bueller going, you know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, how how do you arrive at that number of it being enticing to take the dog, but still, you know, you know, not too high to to push off the favorite altogether? Yeah, well, the, the sharks out there will let us know if we've made it too high and tried to steal a nickel or a dime. Uh, you know, they they still got their programs, their take prices, so. Uh, yeah, they, they, you know, they'll, they'll iron us out pretty fast. But, yeah, what happens at this time of the year, all those big favorites get parlayed and parlayed, and eventually, depending on what book you are, you might move it up just because you want to see action at a different number, and then you might get a little buyback. But for the most part, you just got to knock one of them down. Otherwise, it's going to be a losing day. Like the game that just ended, the Astros were 260 over the Royals, uh, but it ended up being okay because they didn't cover the run line. Right. So what happens is – the betters, you know, they don't want to lay 250, so they sort of gravitate to minus one and a half where it's a more reasonable price. So when the big favorites only win by one, uh, the book still does okay. I know when I first got out here and I started uh, learning a bit more about professional handicappers and that, one of the big things on baseball was people always bet teams on streaks, a winning streak, a losing streak, regardless. They say play a team, you know, either while it's hot or when it's not and play them till it ends. Is that still kind of the mantra for a lot of people out there, or is, is it a little bit different and more sophisticated than that in some people these days? Yeah, there's no question about it. Uh, in baseball, people love betting streaks, whether it's on a hot team or against a cold team. And if you've done it this year, you've done really, really well. So the Baltimore's going for the record of futility. They go for number 20 tonight, and we'll see if it happens. But there's no question about it. Because it's day after day after day, people get in that rhythm of betting, and they keep getting cash, so they just keep going with it. So, yeah, it's inevitable they Baseball is a big streak betting game. It is, and probably, Nick, I mean, conventional wisdom usually says, correct me if I'm wrong here, but like with basketball or, you know, well, football could be a little bit different. A lot of people like to go against the streak. They play like the do theory. It's like, okay, you know, this team, they played pretty well, but, you know, they didn't cover, you know, the last game where they lost. They lost two or three in a row. Well, they're finally due. And I know a lot of people do approach that with baseball, too. But uh, I'm just curious, is anybody willing to, to jump on the Baltimore, you know, wagon here at, at all these losses? There was a ton of sharp money for the Orioles yesterday. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, the squares beat us in that game. <laughs> Excuse me. And the sharps got killed, so. <laughs> There's always a price for the wise guys. Mm-hmm. All right, let, let, let Nick uh, get a, get a, get some water there for a minute. Uh, Nick Bogdanovich uh, joins us. Uh, William Hill, director of race and sports, love having him on. And as we get ready for football season right around the corner, William Hill has some fantastic contests as well. And uh, this year, diving into uh, the the college, you know, pick'em game as well too. Nick, talk a little bit about these contests and uh, you know, especially the, the college one that's brand new. Yeah, the pro pick'em is for $25 for the smaller player. 
you know, you just pick every game against the spread, and you know, you know, there's weekly payouts and whatever. And if you pick an insane amount, a big percentage, there is a million dollar bonus. I think it's 215 wins. I'm not sure what percentage it is, but it's way, way up there. Uh, but yeah, we're we we have a high end college contest that we're pretty proud of. We've had it the last four years. It's been a $500 entry fee, but we kicked it up to 1000 this year, $1,000 entry fee. Contest runs for 10 weeks, make eight selections a week, and we're guaranteed a million in prize money. So first pr- prize is guaranteed a half a million. So it's the only big high-end college contest in town. So it's, you know, we're comfortable in that. We'll let the uh, Circa and Westgate battle out for the big pro contest, and we'll try to handle the college contest. Yeah, and, and and talk a little bit about that because you 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 up the entry fee from five hundred to a thousand, and we've seen you know the Westgate and Circa you know you know have their thousand dollar entry fees. What was the decision behind going from five hundred to a thousand for the college contest? Uh, just something different. We've had five hundred the last three or four years, so we just wanted to see if we went to a thousand if we. We could get more players or maybe less. We don't know, but we guaranteed a ton of prize money to incentivize people. So uh, I have a feeling like anything, that the sign-ups are in the last two weeks, the majority of them. So it'll be interesting to see if going to 1,000 worked or didn't work. But either way, uh, very happy with the contest. You mentioned the other contest, and I'll talk about Circa here for a minute, too. I want to get your opinion how they basically are going to a format where they basically could lose if they don't have enough entries because they're guaranteeing you know X amount of dollars that, that must be paid out, whether they get those full entries or not. And uh, I know right now they're a little bit short of that. How dangerous is that? Because we've never really seen a sportsbook property do that. You know, we've seen them hold back a little bit, and it's, it's been a percentage. Uh, is that a risky proposition? Is that something that you guys talked about maybe going in that direction? Yeah, we did do it. Uh, like I said, we, we guaranteed a million in the college, our college football contest. So we have to get to 1,000 entries. Okay. Uh, to break even, and we figure not to, so we figure to lose money on it. So, but that's just part of the business. Uh, we 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 did it. We made the decision. We'll live with it. You know, Derek's the same way. He's aggressive. He's trying to generate a buzz and get people down there. I know it worked for me because I entered last year. So, and I'll, I'm in the circuit again. So, it's uh, yeah. You know, hats off to the properties that want to offer guaranteed money. You have the chance of losing if you don't get enough people in. When it comes to the college football contest you have, I think that's a pretty cool idea. But is one of the biggest challenges out there just wondering what's going to happen after the nightmare and fiasco that last year was with COVID and games changing and different opponents and that? Or, or, or I'm sure that you guys had a lot of conversation about that of, you know, how do we get through the season and what kind of alternative plans do we have if something does go awry again? Yeah, it's tough. It's just COVID. I mean, I guess the world's used to it, so it's been two, here for two years now. It's really, it's very, very bad for fantasy leagues and contests because it just, it's just a bad beat waiting to happen. And you know, uh, you know, <laughs> a lot of vaccinated people are testing positive, non-vaccinated testing positive. So you're going to see key players missing games. So yeah, I, I you know, I, I'm knocking on wood. I hope somehow we get through this football season with without too many horror stories but you know there's going to be some key COVID sit-downs during the course of the year hopefully that none of them will uh end up in forfeiture all right nick bogdanovich joins us from william hill nick how uh, aggressive have 
betters been in this NFL preseason? We're approaching the final week here, uh, thank goodness. Uh, but uh, and again, we see the you know we've seen some line movement in some of these games. Have you seen some real aggressive action here in these uh, first couple weeks? Yeah, the action's been better than I expected. Usually, uh, preseason handles real, real light, just some sharps and some really just into it football betters because it's all based on motivation and playing time. But I'd say that the public has been more involved this year for whatever reason, whether it's COVID and they're locked in and they wanted to you know play some games or that the fact that there was only three exhibition games instead of four, so they were a little more into it. I'm not sure, but handle is definitely up uh, for the masses in preseason football, which it usually is pretty light. I'm looking at uh, some of these lines for this weekend, and uh, the Packers are actually getting eight against Buffalo. We know Green Bay you know, has not looked good in their two preseason games. They were both at home. Of course, we know no Aaron Rodgers, uh, no Jordan Love, but uh, I can't remember the last time I, I, I saw a, a line approaching double digits for a preseason game. Yeah, you know, I haven't followed this week too close. I don't know uh, all the rotations and who's playing or not. You would think with two weeks off after this game that the starters would get some reps and try to get some game conditioning, but there could be some that sit out a lot. Uh, a lot of coaches have already just said we're not playing anyone, so it, it's tough to follow. I haven't, I've been busy doing other things, so I, I don't know the rotations of these 16 games, but, uh, yeah, the, the numbers are dancing around pretty good, so someone's following it. And, and I think that you're going to get some coaches that are going to subscribe to this theory of, okay, Week three, traditionally in the past years of preseason, has been where we go with our starters for the first half. And maybe, you know, some of the offensive line, defensive line guys will play maybe a series into the second half because you do have two weeks, which would coincide with the thinking of of past years. You know what I mean? So you're right. Some guys or some coaches are going to say, you know what, we're just, you know, we're, we're shelving it. We're going to play the backups. But, you know, especially there's a handful of teams that still are going through some position battles and some quarterback battles, especially like in New Orleans. Yeah, no, in years past, week three was always the dress rehearsal week, and week four they just didn't show up. So, I, you know, like I said, it's going to be on a case-by-case basis. Uh, and, you know, we'll see what happens. I, you know, I've obviously – booking preseason and watching preseason. It's not a barrel of fun, but we're only a couple weeks away from the real stuff, so it'll be here uh, sooner than later. So no biggie. Plus, we got college football starting, so it's all good. When it comes to the NFL, obviously everybody's always talking about the quarterback position. There's been a lot of talk in this preseason about what young rookie quarterbacks might be starting in week one or how long it will take them to get in there. When you look at it, because there's a lot of talk, oh, this guy could start, this guy's going to here or there. How many rookie QBs do you see starting week one, and how long do you think it's before uh, we see all of them hitting the field at some point? Uh, late, later in the year, I think the Bears have already said they're going to go with Dalton, not Fields, and obviously the long-haired kid from Jacksonville is going to start, and they're going to start Jimmy G over uh, Trey Lance, so there's a couple of them already got no chance, but it'll be interesting to see if Mac Jones beats out Cam Newton at some point, but yeah, it's very exciting storylines, fun to watch, I mean... Uh, it's fun to see a brand new quarterback start from day one on and see if he can handle the you know the step up in big boys. Uh, so a lot, of, ton of interesting storylines in this year's NFL. 
I, I can't remember more excitement coming into this year. I mean, you know, Brady back-to-back, uh, Mahomes uh, coming off that bad Super Bowl loss as he figured to light it up again. There's just a million great stories to watch, and nothing like a NFL Sunday. Uh, the action, uh, the way the money comes down in the fourth quarter, it seems, and half the game's on the point spread. It, you know, it's just, it's just a fun time, Sundays in the NFL. Nick, we saw when the Golden Knights came here in the NHL that we saw so much Golden Knights, uh, you know, money just rolling in on every game. And we saw that just progress, you know, every year. Uh, Now with the Raiders here, are you already starting to see, did you see some of that in the preseason where people were, okay, just, you know, really betting the Raiders? And have you seen that on the futures line as well as like, uh, you know, you know, win totals with this team already? No, not really. It's a totally different Thing, only because people got to remember everyone was already betting the NFL. Everyone yep. was already betting the NFL. Not everyone was betting the hockey in, in the NHL. So what happened is the Golden Knights strolled into town uh, and they just started winning from Jump Street. So and they've won every day since. They've had four out of four winning seasons. So you got to win. If you win, people bet it. And you know. The town embraced the Golden Knights. It was just something brand new. Hockey was never here. Uh, people know about football here because, like I said, Vegas has been the home of sports betting, the only state that's had it since forever. So uh, a lot of new bettors were rewarded by winning with the Golden Knights. If the Golden Knights would have gotten killed out of the gate uh, in year one, uh, the betting on the NHL on their games would have been not as good as it is now. Though The winning was a key thing. As far as the Raiders going, I'm hoping – uh, fans now at Allegiant Stadium uh, pack it, and they have a strong home field, and they start winning. I- I'd love to have huge decisions against uh, on the Raiders every week because that means they'd be doing good, and that's good for the town. But you know, w- we always had a lot of Raider money to begin with. We're all of our books. We got a ton of books in Northern Nevada. People come over from the Bay Area, pound the Raiders. The Raiders are one of the storied franchises in the NFL, like the Cowboys and the Packers. So. There's never ever been a, uh, you know, there's always been Raider money out there. and But the key is winning. If the Raiders are winning, you'll see super big decisions on them. Yeah, and another thing, too, I think that, you know, because, the, like you said, the, the NFL's been around here forever. And, again, the Raiders are a transplant team. They're not a homegrown team, and everyone has their own team. And that's why I think a lot of people are thinking, oh, you're going to have 65,000 you know, Raider fans there. And we saw that even in the preseason where you have visiting fans that are coming just like we saw with the Golden Knights. But when you have so much, you know, uh, you, whatever it is, Buffalo, Dallas, Chicago, Green Bay, those fans are betting anyway. And I just don't see, you know, yeah, I'm sure fans will push the Raider money and they'll, they'll do that, but it's not going to be even close to what we saw with the Golden Knights for the reason you're saying. And then just for the way that football is, and especially with a transplant team that the Raiders are. Yeah, no question about it. Uh... It's not going to be a one-way freight train, right? Uh, right. Like, I, like I said, if, if they got hot, I could see it. You know, yeah. us needing against the Raiders all the time, but that's the case with most teams with winning records. Uh, we're always rooting for the underdog for the most part in any NFL game. I can tell you on Monday who we're going to need on Sunday. Yeah. Uh, it's been that way for 40 years, and that'll never change. Uh, the the masses 
just they gravitate toward the better team. That's just the way it is. All right, Nick, we appreciate the time as always. William Hill Sportsbooks, they're all around town. Uh, go to the kiosks, go to the sportsbooks. And again, uh, the Cosmopolitan Las Vegas, powered by William Hill, uh, our home there as well, too. Uh, we appreciate the time, my friend, and uh, we'll look forward to talking with you during the course of the season. All right, guys, have a great week. There it is. And uh, the contests that are coming up here, again, you think you got a chance to win a million bucks? College football handicappers? Yes, that contest is uh, about ready to start, too, as well. Eight games against the spread each week. It's the ultimate college football handicapping contest, the William Hill Contest. And like Nick said, it was a $500 entry fee. That is now up to 1000 So they're up there competing with the Westgate and the Circa. But like Nick said, that's the only game really in town for high stakes uh, for college football. You know? And so many locations where you yes. can turn in your, your yes. bets at with all the William Hills around and that. And, and that's guaranteed money, too. Yeah. You and, know? You're, and you're saying there's a chance. Yeah, there's a chance. <laughs> all right. So, yeah, register at all the William Hill uh, sports books. Contest begins on Saturday, September the 11th. So register now for more details. Go to the William Hill Sportsbook locations or visit them online at williamhill.us and also they have the uh william hill pro pick'em football contest as well too where uh you know that's only a 25 dollar entry fee and you can take home your share up to one million two hundred ten thousand dollars in cash and prizes so again ten thousand dollars uh dished out in weekly prizes and that's only a 25 dollar entry fee no, and i probably this just popped in my head now so i apologize i don't mean to throw it under the bus but can you do the contest? Can you use the phone app for something like that, or do you have to go in live to turn in your picks? Do you know that? I do not know that. That would have been a, a great question. And I like know I before, say, it just popped in my head no, now. So. I, I believe up until last year you had to go into a property. Uh, they're always changing things with the app, but again, yeah. I mean, the question. apps are so you know they're, they're yeah. so advanced now and yeah. things like that. So yeah. maybe that's something to put on the back burner for next time we have Nick on because you still do have a little bit of time. Yeah, and again, it's usually like a, a card that you that you do have to fill out. But if you go to the William Hill app uh, and check that out, I'm, I'm sure that uh, will will be answered for you. But I know in the past. Uh, you could not do that. Yeah, I, I knew that in the past yeah, because that was one of the things of even if a place might lose money on the contest right. by getting you in there and then the people make their bets every week and this and that, that was kind of the loss leader part of it. Right. All right, my man. Appreciate it as always today. Uh, Steve Sachs joined us, talked a little Major League Baseball, a lot of music there as well, too. Jamming to Ambrosia. Yeah. <laughs> and the DeFranco family. Again, you're not going to get that in every show, getting DeFranco family mentions. Yeah, unbelievable. As Roger soon as Miller I mentioned too. the Cowsills, yeah, I was just watching them yeah. last night, hosting one of those throwback to the songs of that era type Yeah, because, you know, when you get on, you know, one of those. Oh, yeah. The, you know, those No, no, I see that kind of, the, and, oh, here we have the former lead singer of this or that or whatever, right, and we're, right. yeah. You know, where you turn it on and it's like, oh, yeah, okay, you know, you know buy these uh, this CD collection. That's what we're talking about there. You don't have to go to every store. We've done it all for you. You cannot find this collection anywhere else. It would cost you thousands and thousands of dollars. I like it. Don't forget, Friday, we're all music. That's it. We're taking requests. Our guests are chiming in. It'll be a fun show. So if you like music, uh, join us on Friday. Going to mix it up for one day, and that'll be a heck of a lot of fun. We'll talk more about that uh, tomorrow as well, too. If you miss any part of the show, go to the website, tcmartinshow.com. Tomorrow, Trevor Maddich will join us as we talk college football because we've got the openers coming this weekend.